Turn us on and the satisfaction's guaranteed. Frank Discussion with Passion on CJD 800. Coming up on Passion, are millennials giving up on dating apps? And why are millennials doing more Netflixing than chilling? Of course, that means we'll have our millennial panel on to discuss those issues. But first... Let's take a look at the inbox. Make a connection anytime at 514-800. Time to answer some of your questions. 514-800 to uh, text in. Also, you still have tonight and tomorrow and Wednesday night uh, to text in and let me know why you'd like to come to our big uh, event on Friday, this Friday at 8.30 p.m. where we'll have a party and a live broadcast in front of a studio audience. It's a by-invitation-only Event so we are giving away uh, tickets. Well, not tickets. You'll be put on the uh, on the guest list. Just send me a text of five one four eight hundred. Let me know if you would like to attend with your significant other or friend or what have you. Uh, it's going to be a great time. Uh, besides our broadcast, which will involve Paris Mansouri interviewing me for a change, so somebody interviewing me and your opportunity to ask all kinds of questions. But we'll also have before that uh, perform by Stephen Voice, Melissa Plett, and Dolly Blonde. At, at CJED's Dan Laxer will be emceeing. We're going to play Dirty Minds. We'll have exploration booths around, a couple of those, uh, where our kink panel will answer some questions and show some of their uh, some of their toys that you can ask questions about. Eric Waugh, who's a world-renowned artist, will be doing a live painting, which will then go up for auction on our Facebook page. Uh, we're going to have a wonderful dessert reception sponsored by cookanddate.com. Les Delices Lafrenet are going to be making a beautiful cake. Pop and Balloons are going to be decorating the place. We have, uh, we're very grateful to our uh, beer sponsor, Peroni. Uh, this is a uh, high-end Italian beer, Peroni Nastro Azzurro, so I'm really excited about that. Plus, lots of prizes. We have everybody gets a gift bag. We uh, have prizes for our dirty minds, plus a raffle as well. So lots going on. It's going to be like jam-packed in those few uh, those few hours. 514-800 if you have any questions uh, for me, uh, I'm happy to answer them. All right, uh, here's one. Great radio at night. I have a question. Don't laugh. What's up with this new craze on sex dolls? Break room talk turned to that last week. So that's what they talk about during the water at the water cooler. Uh, guys had pics out of theirs. Really? Am I missing something? Is that healthy? Home alone with a doll? Uh, that's from Bob. Uh, I don't know anybody. Frankly, personally, I don't know anyone who uh, owns a sex robot at this point. First of all, they're like hugely expensive. You're talking about anywhere between five and $15,000. I mean, you want them to at least look human or look as close to human as possible. And the ones that are out there really do, which is interesting. I don't get it either. So, uh, you know, you're talking about healthy. In my books, if you're, <laughs> you're going to have a sex robot and that's going to stop you from going out and meeting real people, then that becomes a problem because then you don't develop the skills that you need in order to communicate and interact and date and all of that. So uh, if that's what you're using it for, 
are, then maybe. I'd, I'd also like to, I'd also wonder about how, uh, if people who are partnered up have sex robots. Is this the wave of the future? Does this mean everybody's going to have one at home? Are there going to be male robots or sex bots or whatever you want to call them for, uh, for women? I guess time will tell. Right now, they're not really affordable and, and they're not uh, all over the place. I'm, I'm surprised that your guy friends actually had pictures of their robots. They must have a lot of money if uh, that's the case, or uh, they're not real pictures. I don't know, something like that. Uh, Are you on all evening or just for your normal hour from John? We are on, I'm always on all evening. You mean I'm here 10 to 11 and our special broadcast will be from 10 to 11, but the party will begin at 8.30. So I won't be on for that, that whole time. Uh, Thanks for your fascinating show. Here's my problem. My significant other tends to be overly exhausted when we get to bed. She has a pretty stressful day, which means we only have good sex occasionally. Any recommendations on how we can make it work more often? That's a complicated question when it comes to scheduling, right? I I get that from people who have uh, like... uh, work schedules that don't uh, that don't jive so one person who works late at night another person who gets up early in the morning and the other one is sleeping and so they they often can't make it work so that they're there at the at the same time so ha- making sure you find a day where the exhaustion is not so great I would say the weekends it might just be that you're having sex on the weekends um, that's just the nature of of your lives. I I think sometimes we just have to accept that, but try not to miss it on the weekend, right? Because you know that then it goes yet another week. So, um, try to find time when you can spend time together in a more relaxed environment where you're not hopping into bed after an exhausting day that you actually make plans to play. And this is where a lot of couples kind of get lost when it comes to sexuality because they need to see it as playtime. So if you're working that hard and you don't put any playtime in, uh, then that's a problem. That needs to be uh, that needs to be addressed. So tell your partner that you want more playtime and schedule it. Schedule it like you would any other extracurricular activity. I know some people like cringe when I say schedule sex, but Really, it's the only way you're going to have it is if you if you schedule in that time and time when you can chill and, and be more relaxed. Uh, looking for guidance on how I might be able to help my wife and I reignite our physical relationship. We've been married for 37 years. We have three grown kids. We're very happy together. The only but is our physical life. For most of the past 25 years, my wife has been virtually without a sex drive. It has gotten to the point where she would say she would rather not bother with sex. She has no desire, and while she feels bad about it, her life is just fine without sex. In fact, all physical activity is just about off the table at this point. Hugging, hand-holding, and kissing are rarely initiated by her, yet she tells me and shows me in other ways that she loves me all day long. I've tried date night, talking about it, vacations, and ignoring it. I physically miss my wife. I have no desire to step out and have an affair. Rather, I want to be with her. When we were first dating and later married, our sex life was amazing. She would surprise me when I got home at night with sexual treats, and she always seemed up to it regardless of the situation. I share with 
you understanding we get we got older and change, but there was a time when she had desire. If you told me this is the way it is going to be for the rest of your life, I would accept it. I love her with all my heart. And if sex is now off the table, so be it. But if I can get get it back for us, I want to. Please make any and all suggestions, books, videos, counseling, etc. So there's no reason why it has to be this way, but I would want to know why she has lost her sex drive. So the very first thing to do in a situation like this is get an assessment. Like, let's figure out where it went, when it disappeared, and all of that. Once I have an understanding that there's no underlying issues, plus a physical workup, by the way. I want I would check hormone levels. I would check, check all of that, check her medication to see if there's anything affecting that. Uh, all these things have to be uh, looked at. If everything is normal, I would try to get to to get the person to understand the female and the male to understand how desire works because oftentimes people wait for that spontaneous desire for sex as like a, a libidinous rush of of wanting it but for many women that disappears with time don't know why for some and not for others but for a, a big large portion of women, it disappears. That doesn't mean they can't enjoy sex. It doesn't mean their bodies don't respond, but because they don't, they're not hungry for it, they could potentially go without it because they're not hungry for it, right? If you're not hungry, you don't eat. Uh, But if you sit down at a meal, it might, it might stimulate your appetite. And it's a little bit the same here. So I would want to know if she responds to sexual touch. So if she is in a relaxed state and you start to stimulate her, does she respond? And if she responds, then that would trigger the desire to continue. So it's about responsive desire versus spontaneous desire. And this is something that I would want uh, would want to look at and and share with you and and you know get an understanding of, of what's happening there. I also recommend my book. So you're probably in your fifties, uh, the Sex Bible for people over 50. It covers all of these topics. And, uh, you know, self-help books when it comes to sexuality really do work. You can get a lot of information and try stuff yourselves, especially if you're uh, open with each other and and you can have that talk. So uh, that's a good place uh, to start. Coming up, issues that concern millennials, especially when it comes to dating apps and Netflix and chilling. We'll cover all that with our millennial panel. A safe place to work out the kinks in any relationship. It's Passion with CGAD 800's Dr. Lori Batito. We've got our millennial panel in studio, so it's going to heat up, I have a feeling. We're live on Facebook, so if you want to watch and interact with us, please do so. Go to my Facebook page, Dr. Lori Batito. Watch us live there or my other page, Lori Batito, and watch us there. Uh, We're going to talk about the new favorite sex position among millennials. Uh, Are millennials giving up on dating apps? And why are millennials doing more Netflixing than uh, chilling? This is the first that my millennial panel has heard of the topic, so I wanted to catch them off guard, but they're good. They can all handle it. Uh, Joining me in studio, all regulars, uh, Christina Rizzo. She's a marketing specialist in the music and entertainment industry. Leah Longlayub is the business manager for Subaru Montreal. And Matt Rosniak, who is a professional MMA fighter, co-founder of 360 Punch, and my own coach. (laughs) Hey, Hey, coach. How are you, coach? (laughs) 
Yes, he works me out pretty much every morning. I'll see you tomorrow (laughs) That doesn't sound so good, right? Yeah, Yeah, I'll see you in the morning, Matt. Uh, All right, what are we going to talk about? Let's talk about, uh, Matt and I, we had this conversation at the gym, I think. We were talking about the a new study that shows there's a new favorite sex position among millennials. I'm going to go around the room thinking, (laughs) what do you think it is? (laughs) Leia's already laughing her head off. (laughs) Matt, what do you think the... uh, what do you think Listen, the if it's new not a variation of doggy style? Don't, How would did I know that. you would get it? How <laughs> did I know you would get it? But why this position? You're right. Missionary used to uh, keep the lead. Was it, you know always in the lead for I for ne- all age I groups? I don't believe that. You don't all. believe that it no. was in the lead? I no? absolutely don't. I believe that people filling out the questionnaire checked Lied? off missionary, <laughs> but I don't believe that was in the lead. I don't think why so. Why is it so natural to go to doggy style? Um, I don't know. Is it natural to do that? I, I can tell you that it, it used to be the second pick in, in this big survey, but now uh, it, it's kind of uh, taken uh, the lead. So, yes, uh, from behind, doggy style, mm-hmm. vaginal, <laughs> penile vaginal penetration from behind uh, is the preferred position. Would you care to offer any explanation? Let me go to the ladies first. Um, by far my favorite position <laughs> okay <laughs> without a doubt i was actually gonna say that was probably what it was um i just i think it makes you kinky without having to try so hard which is great <laughs> so it's a little bit of the there's a bit of a kinky side yeah to it's it. super dirty and it's super fun and it feels great okay why do you feel di- why does every woman say that i've what? had the same conversation about the same topic since high school every woman says it, it's dirty Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, and dark do sounds you, dirty. You know uh, why? Well, okay. Mud at you? No, but but I guess the 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 name, you know, mm-hmm. from the like a dog. Okay. So it looks like two animals do. You know, it, the implication is it's animalistic, which I guess equals kind of naughty, dirty, and also it's less intimate, or it seems less intimate or romantic because you're not facing your partner, you're not looking at your partner. Oh my god! In the eyes. That's what it is. Yeah. That's seriously <laughs> what it is. Christina, what do you think? Hi, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's a good one to start with, Mom. Yeah. Um, I don't even... I, just romance is my thing. Right. Aww. So this would not be the preferred for this millennial because romance is her thing. Okay, well, uh, one out of three. Call it that. What do you mean one out of three? It's one out of your three. three. It's one out of three, yes, right. I guess so. But the the study did show the reason why it's uh, particularly popular is because of its deeper penetration, and it does uh, help with increased female orgasm. So the other one, the third place is uh, Cowgirl. Do you know that one? Cowgirl. I know that one. Do you know that one? Cowgirl is... Oh, oh, did you want to teach us what it was, Matt? Please do, Matthew. Please do. (laughs) I think that you... uh, I don't know. Google's your friend. I thought Leo was going to have something to say about Cowgirl. No, but really, I think that Cowgirl is is a position that I would do with someone I cared about, that I was in a relationship with. Um, I just would put more effort, which... it demands more effort to be on top. Let's get real women out there. Mm-hmm. And it just, it is, it's more personal. And it's like, it's, you get into that flow with that person that, you know, you're getting there. Like you're going to climax mm-hmm. at some point And it's like very face to face. So that difference with the doggy style. Yeah. It's just less per. It's like a lot more personal. Like I wouldn't okay. do that with just anyone. Like I don't really care for it. It's like, Oh my God, here's your face again. <laughs> <laughs> I've <laughs> forgotten. <laughs> 
Who wants to date her? <laughs> uh, speaking of dating, um, why are we giving up on dating apps? I know, Leah, for you, you go on the apps, off the apps. Uh, every time I talk to you, you're either on or you're off, one or the other, and it can like switch within days. Yeah, so it's my quota of like, do I care or not? And I know I can't swear on this show, but no, please really, don't. I promise. But really, it's all to do with like boredom mm -hmm. um, and all to do with, oh, I haven't met anyone out and about naturally or a friend of a friend in a while. Let me go see what's out there. Actually, funny story. I have a friend of mine that just got on it today and I was like giving her every tricks in the book on what to build on her profile. And she's very excited, but it's also her first experience. Melina. Mm -hmm. That being said, another one on Saturday, literally word per word, started doing it. And then the questions became such a freak out for her. The that questions she like, that she got from people? No, like just building her profile. She thought it was so personal. Okay. And it was like not her thing at all. And ironically, those are two of my very best friends of like over 10 years. And it just goes to show it's not for everyone. And it became very real when it was like, oh, like your sector of where you live, how people can find you, like what you're looking for. She's like, I don't know what I'm looking for. So she just, mm. within building it, deleted it and asked me wow. how to. She didn't know how. But it was like it was it's very personal to everyone. And I'm like quite in between. I get excited for it for a bit and then I'm I hook up with a few guys and then I'm like been there, done that. Like there's no more likes. It literally tells me you've went through all <laughs> the likes because I'm very picky. <laughs> then I'm like, okay, well, fine, bye. <laughs> I'll <laughs> wait till more members sign up when the new oh generation comes in. What about you, Christina, as a single person? It's it's very similar. Yeah. Um, I I had sworn them off for a while. I had done it a couple years back, and and then I had sworn them off. I recently um, signed on to Bumble again. And a funny story: a couple weeks ago, my girlfriends, my single girlfriends, and I went out for dinner uh, it was a beautiful night and we all started bumbling together um, I passed her my phone she she found me a very nice connection actually that um, I'm actually speaking to at the moment Ooh. and yeah it was so thank you Sam um, and uh, actually the waitress got involved in it she, the the people next to us got involved in it so we actually had a great time and uh, it it opened up for some great conversation and I think that's what it is right sometimes when we're bored or we haven't met anybody out 100%. and about and we're sociable people but you know, sometimes you just you just want to see what's out there and say, hey, maybe this time, you know, we'll we'll connect with something. And sometimes it could work. So yeah, I'm on the same definitely. vibe as you. Same Matt, vibe. I know you you're in a relationship with the beautiful Ashley. Um, Shout out, so, Ashley. Shout out, <laughs> yeah, Ashley. Right. We love you. So so we're not. So I know you're not. Uh, at least we hope you're not oh, on no, the dating please, apps. I'll, I'll tell you about my, <laughs> tell, my, tell my me dating about your app friends. experiences oh, prior okay. to. Yes. Tell and, me. I, and I also will say um, I actually have two friends who are both getting well, individually married uh, off of dating apps. Oh, there That's you go. Yeah, specifically There's hope. Okay. There's hope. Which, and, uh, on Bumble, you said. Bumble, okay. yeah. And um, it's crazy because I like I would honestly ridicule it like in the past because I thought I'm like, <laughs> what are we talking about here? It's, it's, <laughs> what is this? But uh, no, apparently I'm hearing it more and more, whereas mm -hmm. people are legitimately finding true love on it. So it must have been good for you. But um I <laughs> dating apps never worked for me ever. No, never. I why? Don't know. Why? Why? I want to know why. Okay, so when I would use dating apps, obviously when I was single, and let's okay, <laughs> let's what are we doing? What are we so. doing on a dating app here? Right, we're here for one thing. What oh. we're well, okay. not, not necessarily. You're putting yourself out there. You're we're here for one thing. Let's be honest. I disagree. I think I men. <laughs> exactly. Go ahead. What do men? I think, think men get on there for one thing and then the ones that are getting hitched 
So it's because they know met about someone. It, then why complain? I don't complain. Mm. I am super open about going on and off and whatever. But you have to agree that it's not both men and women. Like women do romanticize dating apps and in a perspective of meeting someone. Companionship. Companionship. Conversation. Yeah, then, getting to yeah, know just getting a different. guy to text you. <laughs> You know, when your phone's dry, <laughs> that's why women do it. But the thing they want it that's for the attention. Also, yes, we're huge attention whores at the end of the day, and we enjoy getting company, whether it's on a phone or on a date or whatever. Or maybe you just have. Well, here's the thing about Bumble. Uh, the way Bumble works is the woman, when you match, the woman has to message the man the guy, first. Right? Yeah. So uh, three quarters of the time for me, I would say, hey, and they would just never answer. So oh I my gave God, up. this whole thing. That's another thing. Wait, you're That's back on it now. But yeah. it's like they expect such involvement, these boys. It's like, oh, like they'll write in their profile like, oh, don't just like text me. Hey, what do you want me to text you? How's your mom? Yeah, How's school? How's your life? I don't know you. Like, what do you want me to say? And then they like yeah. they want you to be like, it's like a competition of like next level. It's not normal dating anymore. It's this emoji. You just, yes. you just the hands. We just don't know what to do. And now they have a, a little prompter, if you will, that says, hey, here's how you can make your hello, your first impression more engaging. I don't know. It's, it's dating insane. apps. I'm telling you, we could keep talking about this. Uh, coming up, I want to talk about why millennials are doing more Netflix than chilling. Although yes. listening to this bunch, they sound like they're doing more <laughs> chilling than Netflixing. But but uh, we'll see what they have to say. In studio with us, uh, Christina Rizzo, Leah Ayub, and Matt Rosniak are in studio. Our millennial panel. From the pleasure and the politics to the hang-ups and the heartbreak, you're listening to Passion, CJD 800. One of my favorite panels is this one, the millennial panel. I love to hear what the younger generations are up to, what they think, how they think. Uh, it always amazes me in a good way, like uh, in a good way. Uh, so there's a recent study conducted by the Wall Street Journal that looked into the overall preference between binge watching and sex. Of course, Netflix is very popular, right? And the whole, you know, that whole saying came Netflix out, and Netflix chill. and chill, right? Uh, the population, uh, of course, that sparked the most interest were millennials, whom, according to the poll's result, reflected a ratio of one to four preferring binge watching over sexual activity and the number is has increased uh, 36% <laughs> when they observed answers from people age 18 to 38 years old so one in 3 report choo- report choosing binge watching over sex how often does that happen in your home how much binge watching would you pick binge watching watching over sex and why do you think that is um okay i think it greatly depends on what stage in the relationship we're talking about so if the poll was centered around people who have been in a relationship for a little bit amount of time Mm -hmm. are you telling me that every time we're watching netflix we're going to end up on top of each other no what it's saying is that if you pick one you'd you'd pick one over the other. Like, mm-hmm. honey, should we go have sex or do you want to continue watching Breaking Bad? Whatever. Whatever you're whatever you are binging. I think it's unrealistic to say that you would pick sex every time. I think it's unrealistic. I think they were tired. Millennials are tired. We work <laughs> we're tired. Hard. 
<laughs> you you know millennials are having less sex. Like it's increasingly it's terrifying. less sex. Mm -hmm. you, do you all see that? I reckon. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's terrible. I also think that, I don't know if this is more based on like when you actually get someone that you barely know to come over and that you would prefer the intimacy of like cuddling and like watching a show and feeling like you almost have a boyfriend like i'm very big <laughs> that on you that. almost have a no boyfriend. but i'm huge on that so i'm like i don't like like i don't just hit like i joke around that i hit and quit but i don't like i really enjoy what does hit and quit me so hitting quits that like, <laughs> you you get late and you just don't call these guys anymore so i do that sometimes like it happened See, quite not recently just guys. i just want to point no, out I'm over there's it. a lot like, of this myths. whole gender yes, thing exactly. yes. forget about that but really it's the whole concept that I like the whole weekend like stories or I like the week story or I like the you know, like it's like pretend boyfriend and girlfriend and then I don't have to deal with this person again. Like I know there's like it's an, like a there's fake an intimacy then I put I make sure and this is tragic and I need to see a psychiatrist for this or something. <laughs> but I make sure that there's so many red flags that I know I'm not going to end up with this person. <laughs> and like, it's not normal. Leia, you need to come see me. I know. Okay. And it's like, it's becoming a thing. And it's, I, I enjoy, like, I'm so busy with my life and I love being with my girlfriends and my guy friends and mm -hmm. having that like quality of life of being able to say, I want to go to this restaurant. I want to go, I want to go to Vegas. So this you don't want to be tied. No. What you're saying is you don't want to be tied. But down. I also appreciate the intimacy of a fake relationship of like just a few days or like whenever I feel like it, you know, which is, which is terrible but it's it's my reality at the moment they so. call those they call those situationships it's there you a, go okay. i am big on that so huge i i think that's more of a millennial thing um because we can because a b it's something to do with the culture because that same line of thinking goes into childbearing so like more i find more millennials more than any other previous generation and these ones that i've been in contact with want kids less for mm. those exact same reasons. Okay. They want their freedom more. Less commit. Well, it's it's just less of a commitment. If we're, right. Right? If we're talking about a child, if we're talking about a relationship, the common factor is the commitment. Yeah. Right. It's just less of it. I find I know a lot of people my age. I've had the conversation maybe a dozen times this week about this how week. you'd want to, <laughs> about how you'd want to um, avoid having kids, at least for the immediate future, because I don't want to be tied down. And my friends who are let's say in their early 30s that have just recently had kids um scare the crap out of me mm. because they are literally like yeah you think exactly the same way you do from 27 to 31 not much changes in terms of your mental development right. so you're basically going to feel exactly the same way right you're think exactly the same way <laughs> but now you have just, a child yeah, now you have a human who's screaming at you right. constantly so how do you feel about this Matthew? <laughs> i got a, I got a bead of sweat rolling down my forehead well you would you would fit in with the statistics because i was reading other stats that millennials are waiting much longer before they have kids way mm -hmm. longer yeah. like like i can't tell you how many times ashley and i have had the conversation of okay so you're gonna freeze your eggs and i'm gonna freeze my <laughs> sperm and we're gonna have fun that before, bad. and then we're gonna have fun before we before we do this for sure so you're like craving living uh, like you don't want to be tied down you want to like be able to like pack up and go travel do whatever not worry about having to raise a human who wouldn't i know but then that's debatable that's another subject i feel like it's, i don't know i i i knew i wanted kids yeah like well, I was that's exactly and when i speak to people who were 10 to 15 years older than i and and more they knew from a younger age so when it, i can 
off the top of my head think of a few people already who are 10 to 15 years older than I who have said, yeah, when I was in my mid 20s, I already knew that I wanted a family. Mm -hmm. Or mm -hmm. when I, as soon as I got out of high school, I knew I wanted a family. So are you when saying that millennials college, are not as sure that they want a family? Is that it? Or, or do they just are just putting it off and putting it off? I think we're I, putting it off. Yeah. Because we're I, so busy yeah. with so many other things. Oh as God. if we weren't busy. Like, really. I think our, uh, I think our mentalities no, have, have changed. I mean, I've always, I've always known that I've wanted children. Mm -hmm. I'm 32 years old. I would love to have children someday. But I completely agree with what she was saying before. Because I think what happens is we love, you know, being able to focus on our career. And then that small f amount of free time that we have, we love going out for dinners with our friends and yeah. hanging out and going shows, to see your, your friends who've just had kids, traveling, going to shows. It's really a joie de vivre. Mm -hmm. And we're trying to kind of make time for all of it and trying to figure out how we can do that. I mean, so if I look at my... Where do kids get fit in there is what you're trying right. to say here. I, yeah. I would love them. I don't think that it would work for me right now, yeah. but I'd be down to meet someone who, you know, I'd continue to have an adventure with and take along with me to all these fun yeah. nights. And it doesn't and worry you, happens. Christina, like you're 32. It doesn't worry you that, or any people in your age group, that as you get older, it gets harder to get pregnant? Absolutely. And I was actually having this conversation with some of my colleagues and, and my girlfriends. If, 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 in a couple of years, I'm still single. Um, I'm I'm gonna have a, a child by myself because I, I love you. would love. I talk about that all the time. Yeah, I'd love to be a mom. I think I'd be a great mom, and mm -hmm. I have those maternal instincts. Can I do it by myself? Absolutely. Do I want to do it by myself? You know, I always thought I'd be married with with kids at this moment, and I would love someone to share that experience with, but. You know, whatever happens, happens. And also at this point in my life, I've been single for so long. You know, I was in a seven-year relationship. It didn't work out. I've been single kind of for the past five years. Oh, my God, years. you are me. Yes, <laughs> it's terrifying. Um, I've been single for the past five years. And as much as I would love a relationship, I completely agreed with what you said because yeah. there's so much else going on. And it's just, it's getting almost harder to commit when I developed so much of my mm. own time with people. Right. And like, that's, it's our millennial panel uh, right now. Christina Rizzo, that's who you just heard, Leah uh, Ayub, and Matt Rosniak in studio. We are live on Facebook as well, so you can watch us live and interact with us uh, in between segments. Next up, we'll talk about how to have the conversation about getting tested. That's oh something God. else. So I know <laughs> at least the two ladies here who are dating uh, will have something to say about that. with Dr. Lori Batido on CJAD 800. Our millennial panel in studio, Christina Rizzo, Leah Ayub, Matt Rosniak. Uh, somebody said, so Christina, this uh, you talked about, you know, if you get to a point and you don't have a partner, you will have a kid on your own, or at least that's what you think you want to do. This person says they want to be a single mom, but where do they get all the money? Carlos wants to know. So this was also part of the conversation. Raising a child is very expensive. Um, I'm on my own single income. I'm working extremely hard to have my own place, to to save money, to you know have my own car, and I'm just trying to save for my future. Right now, I'm very single, so I'm preparing my life to continue to be. But you know, if what would you like to say? If I meet you. somebody mm -hmm. down the line, and you know we're, we're two incomes, then we'll make it work, and we'll be able to ha 
make a baby traditionally. Um, but but I still am just trying to take care of myself and, and riding this wave and seeing what goes on. And you think you could handle financially having Absolutely. a kid on your own? Absolutely. Um, I'd have to make sacrifices. sacrifices yeah. mm-hmm. um, I've been making sacrifices in the past two years just to be able to purchase, you know, a condo and, and really take care of myself. I mean, we think, I always thought by 25 I'd be married and by 28 I would have had my first child and I'd be on my second by now. But that's not how the world, that, that's not how it worked for me. So I'm just mm-hmm. going to continue to save and see what happens and whether it's adoption or artificial insemination, we'll, we'll mm-hmm. see. I don't know yet. I'm not. Can I there. ask you a question? Absolutely. Okay, we we're having the we we're having this discussion in the gym. So what? Me and you? Yeah. <laughs> oh God. So, n- not about artificial insemination, but what would would you ever? Um, it was about that guy who basically. It, it, it's like, would you ever basically let a friend? We weren't having this conversation about ourselves. She was talking. About it was one of my guy, other guy. One friend. of the other guy friends. Would you ever let a guy friend of yours uh, inseminate you? Um. No. <laughs> okay. I mean, he he can go do it at the clinic and and. But no, 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 that's, no, 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 that's, that's what he like, means. Oh, yeah, that's what oh, I mean. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like, oh, so you would choose somebody you knew? Oh, for that's, sure. That's a question you're oh, asking. Oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. It's, uh, yeah much more I thought clear. you meant would I one day just get with a with one of my guys single as well and thought like nothing sexual as in I'm. Picking Absolutely. your genes for Absolutely. my child. Okay. Absolutely. But you'd be tied to that friend for, for life because exactly. you'd be making which, a baby together. We were... It would work. <laughs> okay, well, yeah. that's what we were getting at, right? Yeah. So you're now married to this friend to a certain so extent. So to speak. You're committed. I, I don't know. You're committed. You're committed. You're, you're, committed. Yeah. you're not married, you but you are committed. Married, yes. yeah. right. What's the word for that kind of relationship? I really don't know. But you, it, there is a, a right? commitment. You have a, a child between you, so yeah. there would be a commitment. I've actually had a friend ask me... He's gay, and he asked me, you know, if, if one day I ever wanted to make carry the baby, I said, well, if you, let's see, for sure. Like I'm, I'm open. Uh, I don't know what the future would hold, but I know that giving the gift of life and, yeah. and being able to bear a child is one of the most beautiful things in the world, and I truly hope to. I mean, if I, I think someday. that if you were that close to. Uh, that that person that asked you like if I had to gay friends that were close to me that I genuinely had a relationship with like I would hundred like if they like if we could have a relationship with the child and it was like okay that I was kind of like the mom I would want to have that like that title which is a lot to ask because they have their own relationship but Mm -hmm. I think if it was like that I would do it but not under circumstances of just carrying the baby right another question last question for our millennial panel Christina, Leia and Matt in studio do you have the conversation the STI conversation or is it weird and awkward like have you mastered it the ones of you who are are out there and and single and and having sex and having sex let's just say it (laughs) (laughs) Yes, um, I. So yeah. Well, first of all, no love, no glove, no love type okay, of thing. Like rule. that's non-negotiable. Yes. Like that would not even like that's just. So what if somebody wild. said to you in that situation? Oh, I hate condoms. Oh, come on, I'm clean. No, uh, no, 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 no. Like honestly, I had a guy not too long ago, literally tell me like he like we were about to be- have sex. <laughs> we don't need all the details exactly but okay, yeah but literally hey, like where it's like getting hot like whatever and then he like i promise you he was about to like go into intercourse with intercourse without it and i was like are you well like <laughs> as it's still hot like i just completely he's like oh right right I'm like what right like how do, how, how does <laughs> how do you one not forget? think of this first of all 
if you're not into it, it's one thing. But like, what makes you think that? I mean, I I do get tested and I'm like super clean, whatever. I'm very careful with that. But what makes you think that I am? Like, you don't know me. Like for right. me, it was it was wild that he was okay with that that chance. Like right. it was for me it's like non it's like non-negotiable mm-hmm. i would never but for somebody else to to imagine someone be okay yeah, with, Matt, and then, Matt, what is it about guys if you can speak to like your friends and like to okay. tell them to wear condoms please well yeah okay there's much easier said than done because god okay it's <laughs> it just doesn't feel good for a guy it just doesn't feel good for a guy and it can't feel good for a woman so what? The, okay, first of all, feels great. First of all, not true, Matt. First of all, when I was single, I always used protection just because I was more scared of the STD than I was. Like the the fear of the STD outweighed the pleasure that I would get from not okay. using a condom. Good. For me, sex is like so anxiety very served you well. Yes, <laughs> and uh, like for me, sex is very mental. It's like just the act of getting to that point is like is what's turning me on. Yeah, for point, sure. Right. Um, here's the thing. Oftentimes, and I've had this conversation a lot with uh, with women when I was single, they would, when the conversation of SDIs would come up, they would say, okay, well, have you got the test? And as a guy, I could say, yes, absolutely. And they'd say, okay, well, show me the results. Right. Or like, show me the test. There are no results, sweetheart. I don't know if you've ever been to a CLSC. But you can, it's, get, it's like, you can get the results. They call you. Oh. They call you. It's, it's sorry. They, sorry. They call you if you have an STD. <laughs> right. Hey, my chlamydia. Come, come get your pill. Right. No. That's but um, you know, there's an app now that you can download your results. And no. Yeah, 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 better, yeah. We talked about that. That should be linked way. to Bumble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on your profile. A sponsored ad on your profile. Guys, you've been wonderful. Thank you so much, Christina. Where can people find you? You can find me on social media. On Instagram and R I Z Z underscore C, and this is the first time I'm doing this. Yeah, in the so proud years on the Millennial panel. It's a, I know. It's a big day, guys. Big day. Uh, Lea, where can people find you? You can find me on Facebook at Lea Langlois Ayub, or you can find me on Instagram at Lea Living Life. L E A Living Life. Yeah, you oh. really do live life. I really I, do I enjoy it. Yeah, and Matt can be found three sixty punch dot C three sixty punch three sixty punch. <laughs> <laughs> or tomorrow morning at 360 punch. You can punch me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys so much. Thanks to Paris Mansouri as well for handling the Facebook Live stuff. And uh, once again, guys, uh, we've got a few spots available for Friday evenings special party. It's our 20th anniversary on the air. We're having a party plus a live broadcast. It's happening at the radio station by invitation only. We only have a few spots left. So find me on Facebook. Let me know if you want to come to the event, why you want to come to the event, and we'll put your name into a draw and pick out the last few winners that uh, that we need. Uh, just want to thank some of our sponsors for the event. Cook and Date, Poppin' Balloons, 360 Punch, of course, Les Delices Lafrenet, our beer sponsor, Peroni, and then we'll have all kinds of other uh, wonderful gifts to, uh, to give away. So thank you to all of them. And thank you for spending your precious time with us. So thanks to our technical producer, producer Chris. You can connect with me on social media at Dr. Lori Batito or through my website, drlori.com. Have a great rest of the evening and remember to live your life with passion.